0: Eagle Nation, you're listening to God a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson.
1: All right, Eagle Nation, we are back. Uh, Matt here with you with a special bonus episode. I'm sure everyone has heard the news uh, by now that uh, unfortunately, the game against Florida Atlanta has been postponed, not canceled, but postponed. It will not happen um, on September uh, 29th as planned, so no uh, mid-afternoon game there on ESPN. And uh, joining me today, special guest, uh, FAU insider uh, Shane Marinelli. He is the uh, recruiting insider for uh, FAU Owls um, which is the official uh, fan site for FAU um, athletics since uh, 2003. He's also a co-host of two podcasts: the uh, Chewable Podcast, which is kind of a, a combo covering FAU and Florida International um, football, and then also Inside the Borough, uh, which is a fan podcast uh, like we are for the Southern Fan Podcast for FAU. So with that, I will bring in Shane uh, now. Shane, thanks for uh, joining the pod today.
0: No problem. Wish it was on better circumstances. I
1: know, I know. So, you know, our our listeners, like I was just chatting with you. You know, we uh, have been recording on Monday mornings. We published on Tuesday. We see news on on uh, I guess around like lunchtime, maybe is when that broke of on Tuesday that there was no practice on FAE because of the COVID outbreak. Um, now, the number that we saw um, it was kind of conflicting there for for a while. We heard around a dozen. I think it. Uh, finally confirmed that it was 11 uh, positive tests, and obviously the game was in jeopardy. So, you know, I guess that now we've kind of learned that as of um, you know, Monday is when, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, but as as of Monday is kind of when the program found out at some point, and then they canceled practice Tuesday. They were back practice Wednesday, and all signs were kind of pointing to things that the game was going to continue. Um, we get all the way to Friday, uh less than 30 hours uh pay off, and we get the news that the game has been uh postponed. Right now they're looking at December 5th uh, of this season to be making it up. Um obviously that does fall on the Conference USA uh championship game as well as the Sunbelt Championship game weekend. Um I don't and we'll talk about what that has to do um with uh Conference USA. I know Sunbelt is a little flexible there. So with that, I guess, just give me some insight of, of what's going on there. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of confusion. Uh, there are some upset fans, uh, you know, at, at Georgia Southern um, trying to make sense of all this. Um, you know, obviously, the news wasn't good on Tuesday. Um, it didn't seem like we were we were good to go. And then I guess there were more uh, positive tests that, that, that came out on Friday and, and, um, and ultimately canceled
0: yeah. So it seems like with these positive tests and stuff, everything kind of comes down to timing and contact tracing. So what I think, and what we talked about on our podcast is a little different with our earlier kind of scare when this all kind of started happening earlier in the week. But I understand that was uh, from tests either Monday, it's Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Effie's kind of fortunate enough. They have a state testing facility area with tents and stuff that was set up on like the back side of our campus. Gotcha. So it's easy um, for, you know, FAU players, athletes, and students to use that. It's one of the, you know, I think it's like one of the larger ones in Palm Beach County. Uh, so, you know, th- there was the 11 positives or t- reported 10, 11, some 12, that number, I you know, obviously none of this is exact.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: And then they do contact tracing based off of that number. And uh, before the season started, from what I understand, what Conference USA put out, that if you have a positive case and you determine players, um, you know, through the contact tracing, that player can take – if you you contact trace them, let's say on Tuesday, when 72 hours goes by, you can test them again. And if they get negative, um, you know, from – the initial time they were tested, they can be cleared to play.
1: Gotcha.
0: So if, the, and this is just, this is how I read it and understand it, um, you know, for the way the conference kind of put it. So if they caught the positive test earlier in the week, and then they can kind of contact trace everyone and retest later in the week, we wouldn't, it, it appeared, and granted we're all still new to this, we wouldn't have the same issue with like 33 players, um, you know, what you guys kind of dealt with last week. Right. So then what I'm guessing, what it appeared happened that, you know, as we reported, FAU took more tests on Thursday, retested the whole team, and there was more cases, which obviously when there's more cases, it leads to more contact tracing. So now you have what appeared to be, I think, the total of, you know, as reported by one, somewhere around 20. And then the contact, then the new set of contract tracing Based off of those new cases, so right. now I mean you're talking. <laughs> who knows what that number is? Sure. Uh, yeah. That, that yeah. bubble
1: just keeps expanding with every yeah. inch, right?
0: Yeah, and you know, basically, I understand it, and just you know, and obviously, none of this is confirmed. That you know, there was a couple position groups. That FAU was going to be, you know, uh, going to have no one act. Uh, you know, it's and that's, when it kind of becomes unsafe to play. It's one thing to go out and be like, you know, after you released the death chart yesterday and there was, and they only re- released the two deep and there were some names missing, especially we're really deep at the running back. And we're like, hmm, it's curious. They didn't put an or there, or right. you know, they only did it too deep or, but, you know, there was two true freshmen listed on the depth chart. No you know, now who even knows if they released a depth chart that factored in those guys? You know, sure. um, none of us have been to camp to see the position battles and see maybe those guys surprised and really are in those spots. You know what I mean? Right. But there was a few upperclassmen missing from the depth chart where it's kind of like, hmm. Um, and. It, it, it's just, it, it just appears, yeah, you can obviously play a game and say, okay, we're going to play four young guys on the D-line versus a triple option, but, hey, we'll go. They'll gain experience at the very least of it, right? We'll get a football game. Um, you know, probably doesn't go our way in that scenario, but, you know, at, at least we can go out there and say, you know, we played and get some guys some experience and get tape for some of the, you know, seniors that we're playing.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, but, yeah, when that bubble just kind of keeps expanding and you're starting to look at maybe – possibly with contact tracing, half your football team, you're truly missing position groups where it's unsafe to play. Then you just got to call it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. And I I think, you know, I I think that's where a lot of the confusion uh, lied because, you know, you mentioned the 33 and we covered that on the last podcast that we found out, you know, afterwards that, Um, of those, the mass majority were contact tracing. So, you know, we had one to two positive tests, um, and then, you know, we had an injury in there and a suspension in there, but you're talking 29, 30 guys um, that, you know, are are just in that contact tracing bubble. So our fans are looking at it where, you know, the news breaks on Tuesday that, you know, that's 10 to 12 cases for you guys, and we're just thinking the game's canceled. You know, there's no way this game's happening because if we just dealt with this, we had 33 players out, based on one or two positive cases, having, you know, uh, near a dozen, there's no way they're going to be able to play a game. Like you said, uh, you're going to have position groups that get depleted. Um, So I think a lot of us were, myself included, were kind of surprised, kind of shocked that um, things kept moving forward. You know, uh, and so I, you know, I think that does add some clarity to it. I think, you know, there are, it is safe to say that there's probably an argument out there from, from our standpoint of like, well, why did it take that long? I understand, you know, Thursday, like you said, they, they did more tests, but I mean, do you, do you think that was the right move? I guess would be my question for you is, is, is when you saw, um, you know, obviously you you guys, this is your first, would have been your, your first game. So you're kind of dealing with this for the first time. But do you think once, do you think going back to practice on Wednesday was the right move? Do you think, um, you know, after getting the 10 to 12 positive test and kind of continuing course, do you do you think that was the right decision? At that
0: point, they're working with the school health, and, you know, they obviously at that point, you isolate the players at positive, do your proper contact tracing, um, and maybe they ultimately kind of knew or just, I don't want to say taking their chance. I don't know exactly how it works, but they said, okay, if we get the 11 and we retest the team on Thursday, we come back and the guys we were worried about earlier in the week, contact tracing that wise come back negative. Okay. We're down, you know, we're down a few starters. We could still play a football game. Uh, and, you know, Willie Taggart on his press conference on Wednesday was all intentions to play.
1: Gotcha. You know,
0: he, he, they redid the press conference. You know, it's fun. FAU on their Instagram, and you know FAU equipment and stuff. I mean, they were packing stuff. They were doing all your normal.
1: Oh yeah, we um, saw. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I I think I think that's why so many people are are confused and upset. Yeah. I mean, we we saw yeah. the videos of the the white jerseys and helmets getting packed, and we're like, all right, game time, let's go, and then this happens, you know. I guess, but you know, I guess the bad news
0: came uh, Friday morning from the Thursday test. I'm 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 assuming they probably took pre- tests some, you know, sometime maybe after practice on Thursday and, um, and it, it came back positive, but you know, this is just, and the bigger thing of college football, I found it interesting. Roger Sherman tweeted out today, and this is before the Houston Baylor game got, you know, postponed that the, so far in the college football season, we've played 29 football games yep. and, and, FAU was the FAU Georgia Southern was the 15th that was suspended or postponed. And then shortly after he tweeted that, it was, you know, Baylor Houston 16th. So now you're looking at it. 35% of games are having this issue 30, you know, we don't, we only have half the country. I mean, not even, I mean, three, four conferences are playing and 35% of games are, you know, so basically you roll and you know, based on the timing, all of it, and you're doing the quarantine, 10, 14 days. I don't know the exact rules. Our game next week versus in-state rival USF is in jeopardy. Right. You know, that, so you start doing the math on all of this. It's just like you know, every week, every game is you have like pretty much a one-third shot of playing. And you know, the kind of the bigger bubble of it, it's it's just like I said this on our podcast all summer, and I said, okay, they're going forward, but and. Uh, college campuses and COVID are just, it's a dream place for it to. The breeding grounds. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and, 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 then so that's kind of, that's a transition into, I mean, what is the kind of the COVID situation? I mean, I I live in Orlando, so I obviously know what's kind of going on throughout Florida, And I know South Florida obviously had been a hotbed early on uh, for that, but specifically with um, the FAU campus, I mean, what, what's the situation like there? Statesboro has been a hotbed.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously South Florida for a while was like the epicenter of the, you know, kind of in June, July, it seems to have got down. I, I think FAU campus reported only a couple hundred, only like uh, just over cases, a hundred cases, couple faculty recently. I, I, my understanding, though, that, you know, FAU dorms are still 85% full to a normal year, right? Right. Uh, and and you know, I saw some reaction on Twitter today, looking at players, and you know, are they controlling? It? And it's just like, you know, I talked to a couple, you know, a student works works our website, and he's like, you know, as much as the players, you know, they quarantine and do good. These they're still 18 year old kids. They're still going to go have grab lunch at Chipotle. They're still going to share an elevator with um, some fraternity kid who is probably at a party with 200 people. The right. night before, not caring about it, and if their mask falls off for two seconds, or it, it, it's just like, you know, I think we all kind of know, living in this COVID world by now, how easily this spreads, and it's just like, yeah, the players can be doing everything they can, and it's it's still not enough. I mean, it, right. it's just the
1: college campus ain't in an NBA bubble. Right. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a 180 of it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, and, and that's the other interesting thing here is that, I mean, obviously we were able to play our, our game against Campbell, but we had, like I said, 33 players out and most of it was related. Um, so, you know, with both of those games, it's, it was the first game for those teams, you know? So, I mean, that, that's something else that's seeing go to your point that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, a lot of the, so-called experts were looking at it that once we got deeper in the season, once we got some games under our belt, that's when we're really going to see it start ramping up. So I think that's why it's it's so concerning that you're already seeing that 35% clip, like you mentioned, um, because we're so early in the season. These are games for for a lot of these teams and so they're they're not traveling around they're not you know you were set to go on the road um you know into i mean obviously you're going to take all the precautions let's say the game happens but you're in a hotel you're traveling um you know you're going into safeboro where it is a hotbed you know and then um that's something that cody and i talked about you know in in our previews you can't really control what the away team's doing you know what what are they bringing in and then also you know what are you kind of coming into um so so you know once. Once Just you look start, at Arkansas like not, State,
0: and right. what they're almost being confused of, of possibly they possibly played a game versus Kansas State where there was. Po- it, it's it's kind of silly, uh, you know, in the matter. You know, I I I look at it. I said it on our podcast that we and it, it's not even irresponsible, but you know, we kind of we are kind of putting the whole college football season. Uh, in the hands of 18 to 22 year olds being as responsible as they can, which, you know, I think we can all look back to when we were 18 to 22, like, sure. and I'm not saying if I'm sure the play, most of these players are trying everything they can because uh, football is their future, but still right. there's 18, to 22 year olds around them. And I can just tell you when I was in college, I probably would have been, you know, oh, yeah. yeah making mistakes with it and not quarantining myself properly Let's well just, and
1: some just some yeah. unavoidable too i mean you know that yeah. there's you know it's, it's not as black and white where it's you know go go to a fraternity party or like you said just go to chipotle or the elevator with a mask like little things like that can do it so you know little mishaps where it's not even um you know directly on the player it's it's just it's just a you know, just something that happens um, that, that, that leads to it. And, and we see how quickly it spreads, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that, that this, you know, we, um, you guys haven't traveled and, and just with the nature of, of a college campus, you know, it, we, we saw the outbreak and it, you know, seems to be continuing to, stand, and hopefully it obviously gets under control um, and you guys can, if not play the USF game, you know, get, get to play a game <laughs> sooner or later here. But um, so I guess, Let's turn to now again that this game was postponed and not canceled. So our AD came out today. Jeravenco um, said that December 5th we're looking at um, to possibly play this game. Um, like I mentioned, uh, that is the date of both of our conference championship games. Obviously, you're the returning uh, 2019 Conference USA champions. Uh, the way we played against Campbell, it's not looking like we might be in the Sun Belt Championship like a lot of people hope. We only played one game. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of question marks there. So I guess let me get your insight because uh, I obviously know what's going on with uh, Sunbelt and that they seem to be pretty flexible with that. I think there's uh, two or three other um, Sunbelt teams playing uh, December 5th. So if one of the, the conference already kind of came out and said that if one of those teams um, happens to be in the conference championship game, they'll allow them to play that game and then uh, back up the date. So uh, where does kind of Conference USA stand on that and how likely do you think it is that our two um, programs that we cover play each other on December 5th? Um, I, I don't know.
0: I... Uh, with conference USA. I, I I think everyone has to be open to being flexible at this point. Hopefully, they are. They have to look at it. You know, Rice on the west side of the conference uh, isn't planning on starting its season till mid-October. Um, teams like Marshall are down two conference games already. Old Dominion opted out of the season. It's kind of weird. I don't know how they're going to do the standings at the end of the year. Right. Um, it's going to be a lot of debate because some teams are going to end up playing eight conference games and some teams are going to play six. So, um, you know, Conference USA is kind of doing what it does best and just make a mess of things. <laughs> uh, it's it. So, I, I don't know. Hopefully they're flexible. Um you know, with that type of thing, uh, you know, I, I I know, FAU really wanted to play this game with people I talked to. So if there was anything like, you know, this inference that out uh, we're down a few players, this wouldn't look good. I know FAU was really looking forward to playing this game, but it, you know, um, it's tough. And you know, me if you know FAU out kind of this, I know as FAU fans, even though this is kind of a retooling year, we lost a lot from last year's championship team. FAU is, I don't know people. Re- recruiting they've kind of been recruiting top of g5 the last four years always kind of up there with the cincinnati uh you know you you know top five classes in g5 so sure. they were gonna be really young on defense this year and they have jim levitt who has been a successful head coach and he's pretty much been gold wherever he's coached defense so there was confidence that as the season wore on and conference usa was pretty weak this year uh that we kind of could have just with our talent offense could of just kind of won this year, even a retooling year by default. So gotcha. I know that there's still confidence with that with the fans, you know, our offense has three power five receivers, a power five tight end, even though we lost our quarterback, the quarterback who was going to start was an Indiana transfer and he was Mr. Florida right. senior year right. high school. So it's like, you know, there wasn't less than the offensive line was extremely experienced coming back. So, gotcha. you know, th- there was thoughts, okay, we're just going to kind of outscore everyone to uh until the defense that's young and but talented you know takes a few weeks to figure it out but yeah i know i know we want to i just me personally i we had a um airbnb uh booked in savannah since it's in friends. you know at the beginning of covid we we're like oh this will end in a few weeks right um, right and, uh, we're right are like, all go to go to that game together and you know, we were just talking about it. Now we we're supposed to probably be out on the town, right? Oh yeah, now. it's a great, it's a great. I don't know if you've been to
1: Savannah, but it's it's a great town to yeah.
0: Spend so, a few nights
1: and
0: um, stuff. So. Yeah. But
1: well, so, so so I mean that's that's good to hear. Um, because I did want to ask that if, if, you know if if the team kind of wanted this game, if the fan base kind of wanted this game. I mean, obviously, I know I know we did. Yeah. We're tweeting FAU players were just. There was just there's probably a good
0: 25 tweets of players I know on Twitter, mad face, sad face, disappointed Instagram. You know, in the end, as you imagine, players were they. It, it, you probably could have talked if you know how how it is sometimes if they said, oh hey, you guys have 12, you got to play offense and defense both way. You know, cover recruiting down here and stuff. There has been kids that I'm like, all right, I play both. You know, right, we right.
1: sure. Do this, let's go. Sure. <laughs> you know. And I and stuff. I I know that's how kind of all players were too. I mean, I yeah. I didn't know if 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 that you know if the fans kind of shared that I know ours did I mean obviously with it being a home game you know it's a little different um so I mean ESPN was already on campus setting things up and we were excited about that um you know a lot of our fans were already headed down to the game um some were already down there uh you know so uh, you know a lot of disappointed a lot of disappointment there um but you know uh, you know and I know our players are disappointed but yeah i don't know i mean it, it ho- hopefully we can remake the game um but with you know I, I've, I've seen i've been following as much as i can on, um fau owls nest and then some other outlets and stuff just to kind of try to gauge you know what uh what your fans kind of thought about it again and i, and I yeah. think
0: there's an element of people are kind of numb to it this is yeah. i except we maybe just we've been housing it all year but Anyone I texted today were just like yeah who who didn't see this coming right, right. this isn't uh I wouldn't say this is shot as much shock and obviously a normal year if something happens and a game gets connected, but there's an element of yeah, I know when I first saw the news, I kind of my first reaction was I shrugged my shoulder and said, yeah, like this is
1: i was I was players. kind of the same way again i mean yeah, twenty eight hours from kickoff, I think that was the biggest thing that was not you know. Uh, kind of upsetting you know from from our side of things again with it being a home game and stuff we were we were thinking like i don't know how it's going to happen but it's going to happen you know we we've made it this far like you know we're we basically we're in the clear i think that's how a lot of our fans looked at it but you know i kind of saw the dark out a little bit you know and then and then as soon as i saw that report from the yahoo news guy i'm like here we go you yeah, know that's that's it but um but yeah i mean with it being an out-of-conference game, with it being your first game, you know, I didn't know if, you know, maybe that plays into the players won't win it that much. I don't know, like, even before all of this, you know, how excited they were to play Georgia Southern. Um, you know, I know there's always that debate about Sun Belt and Conference USA, and we don't play Conference USA teams very often. Um, so I, I personally was excited for the game just to get to play one of the best teams. Conference USA, and certainly after how we looked last week, hopefully to see to see improvement, but um, and, and get some of those thirty-three guys back. But yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully we can make it up in December, and it's, I, I guess it's reassuring um, that the program, you know, wants wants to play this game. If not, you guys get a return trip next year. Yeah, we do, so, we do. Which I which I plan to make that trip, you know, barring down still Florida, yeah, it's, not, it's, you know, it's, closer than states. But with uh, – and we'll see what happens with that, you know, with with the home-and-home, if if you guys return the favor of a future day that we're kind of – I don't know uh, what your future schedules look like, pretty booked up, you know, for most of the decade. Uh, So, you know –
0: I think we're pretty open. Uh, Yeah. I will say this, though. I think – I don't know exactly when this game. I think this was prior. I don't if people know. RAD, Brian White, is – the brother of uh, UCF's AD and uh, your Florida's basketball coach. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so they're they're all in that family, and I, I know past when Lane was here, uh, the past AD, he was not happy with the scheduling of triple option Sure, <laughs> over, sure. Over uh, the past, you know, we played Navy a couple times. We have played Air Force. We play actually Air Force. I think two weeks before we play you next year. So it's. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, maybe they'll uh, even out the the return game and throw it down the road. But,
1: gotcha. gotcha.
0: Yeah, I know the coaching staff Where uh, the prior past coaching staff was not was trying to move away from these games.
1: Sure, sure. And, and we and we run into that a lot. lot. You know, even with, uh, I mean, we haven't been able to bring a power five team uh, to Paulson, which you know, our conference mates have been able to do, including you know a state that we're always kind of compared to. Um, and then, you know, even even with kind of top tier group of five teams or, you know, to, to bring those games. So I know that's another aspect of this. Again, hopefully it gets played. Um, that's disappointing for our fans. You know, and and, and if it does get risk, you know, sure, you know, it's going to be in 2028 20, or whatever, uh, you know, so so far uh, from now. So I, I think a lot of our fan base was just looking to bring in, you know, a real quality opponent um, that. Unfortunately, we
0: you know have a hard time I doing. Do. I I I'd love to make a trip up there. You know, I know you guys have a great fan base and like a historic one. You know, and I used yeah. a little on the opposite side. of these school that's right. only had full undergrad since 1988, so it's right. it's a very young program per se. Um, you know, but yeah, look, you know, look at hopefully next year, and you know, maybe you know if they, um, if we if we do end up playing later in the year, it could uh, end up you know, maybe even beat a better game than possibly would have been
1: tomorrow. Sure. You know? for, for a lot of that, sex. I mean, hopefully yeah. if, if things ease up a little bit and then we're able to bring in more fans than, than uh, you know, 6,200, and um, you'll be able to actually experience kind of the full, like, the stadium, and you know, to its full glory because it is. It's a great place to watch a college football game. Um, you know, last Saturday we had our first glimpse at it, you know, in a pandemic, and it was – a shell of itself, obviously, but um, so yeah. Ho- hopefully that, and then from a, obviously from a football perspective, you'd hope uh, both uh, you know both teams um, get the games under their belt and they're kind of you know playing the best. Hopefully at that point in the season. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I, I mean that's that's pretty. Much what I had. I mean, anything else uh, you kind of want to add um, or any any plugs or anything you want to give for uh, just your podcast? If people you know, if this game does happen and some of our listeners want to to keep up on on everything going on with FAU. Um, anything you want to share on
0: that end? Yeah, just follow me at um, on Twitter at Baronelli Shane. Just you know, Georgia Southern fans. Uh, I I do cover a lot of recruiting in South Florida and as many camps and high school games. So um, I do I do know I see uh, Georgia Southern commits and prospects on the road all the time. You know, I definitely seen a couple of your freshman play and uh you know in your class last year anthony field leans out of apopka you know just uh, some of those florida guys i've definitely seen on the road so um follow me and you, you know i'm sure some georgia southern uh prospects will definitely be at my timeline somewhere nice
1: nice all right shane well uh hopefully you know we can only that maybe we pick this up later this season and able to talk to you again and actually preview <laughs> t- talk about the teams more and, and actually preview this game. But um, for now, I appreciate you coming on and kind of uh, clearing the air a little bit on, on what's going on with uh, with the COVID situation down there so Florida. All uh, right. Thank you very much for having me. All right. That was Shane Marinelli, FAU insider, and we appreciate him coming on the podcast and hopefully adding some clarity to just everything that's happened this week, and you know, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll continue to learn more in the coming days, but maybe not um, of of just how this whole thing went down. It, really, all all we can do now is look forward to Louisiana, and we will be bringing you uh, that episode uh, early early next week. Um, so obviously, no game this Saturday, but uh, being able to preview the game against the Raging Cajuns, which will be a tough one for sure, first road game of the season opening some belt play uh you know against a ranked opponent more than likely they will still be ranked when we play them um and will be one of the tougher games uh we play all season um and Cody and I will talk about you know the the impact of this FAU game and, and not playing it um when it was originally scheduled and and you know if 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 that's a good or bad thing uh you know going into the game against Louisiana obviously you know Uh, finding out when we did uh, doesn't allow a lot of time for us to um, or extra time for us to prepare for Louisiana as as opposed to if we found out on Monday or Tuesday that this game wasn't going to happen but hopefully we can get in an extra film session maybe extra practice or scrimmage and and because we're going to need it we're going to need all all the practice we can get and hopefully get in that extra week we can get the guys healthy I know a lot of the 33 were uh, uh, expected to be back against FAU so hopefully uh, with an extra week, week of rest, when we play Louisiana, we'll have the majority of that group back, um, healthy and ready to go, and we'll pick it up with that uh, preview in the Raging Cajuns and and what's it going to take uh, to win that game and, and move to two and zero on the season and one and zero to open Sunbelt play. So, uh, with that, we'll pick it up next time, and as always, Hill Southern.
0: Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, GataTalk.com, Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gata Talk Podcast for more
1: news and coverage of Georgia Southern football.
0: Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gattatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs>